Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. Welcome back, Renegade. Welcome, Renegades. Well, thanks for listening another week. And this week we have for you how to make health um, what's the word? What are we saying? Resolutions. <laughs> Resolutions that you will stick with yes. from a professional. Yeah. <laughs> that a being a lady. Re- <laughs> a professional resoluter. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm more of the, um, I've had a dream since noon and I am going to stick with it. <laughs> and then the next day I'm like, well, I have other dreams. So uh, I need this advice more than anyone. I'll come up with more. <laughs> uh-huh, <yep. laughs> more dreams, more dreams. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I figured since we're heading into the holidays, mm-hmm. hence, if you're watching oh. the video, you get to enjoy Kay and I, our ugly Christmas attire. Yes, I love it. <laughs> love it. But since we're heading into the holidays and then naturally into New Year's, and yep. that brings us into the time when yep. everybody is looking forward to a new year. Yeah. Reflecting on their lives. And they're getting ready to make their New Year's resolutions. We need to change. Yeah, and probably if you're listening to this podcast, then you're likely making some resolutions for your health. I hope so. Which I love and support. Mm -hmm. But we all know for that, like that for most of us, our resolutions will be gasping for air by mid-January and taking their last dying breath by February. Yep, February 1, it is no more. Yeah. (laughs) No, there's legitimately like the U.S. and world U.S. News and World Report, they said that 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by the second month of the year. That sounds totally accurate for what I know. And the successful 20, I'm sure you're going to kind of clue us in on what they did instead to make it more long-lasting. You betcha. So uh, all of this kind of supports the idea that is unfortunate and a little uncomfortable, which is that making life changes is hard. It is hard. It is it's hard. hard. And it's something Wired you have to resolve to do every day and not yes. just one day yep. of the year. Yep. So consistency. And then they say to change that to stay the same has to be more painful than changing. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. So focus in on the why I want to change because what is right now. If you're making health resolutions, yep. then you've probably acknowledged that Not making those changes is going to be worse than making those changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most people have to be in that place. That's for sure. So today in our podcast, I want to share with you some tips and tricks about how to make health resolutions that you will actually stick to Mm -hmm. this year. So to begin with, we're going to help you understand, first of all, why making changes is so hard, because once we acknowledge those things, then we can find our ways around it. So going back to the idea of New Year's resolutions, here is why most of them fail. So first, number one, the reason why most resolutions fail is because we make them in January. (laughs) Yeah, that's a tough month. (laughs) It's a tough month, right? If you listened to our seasonal depression podcast Mm. where we talked about seasonal affective disorder, we discussed that during the winter we are naturally less motivated and we have a tendency to want to hibernate, Mm. quote unquote hibernate, Yeah, just like our ancestors would have done. Not that they were hibernating, but they slept way more hours Mm. per day. They slept with the nighttime hours, which if you live in a place that (laughs) observes daylight savings, you know, here in Iowa, it gets dark by like 4.30 p.m. and it gets light by like 7 a.m. So imagine a time when our ancestors were mostly sleeping through those hours. Yeah. And that is our natural tendencies to want to, once it gets dark early, just retire early, sleep more. Just slow down. Yeah, and we talked about how in that seasonal affective disorder episode, how that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. It's, It's okay to sleep slow down it's okay to sleep more it's okay to look for those rich comforting foods Mm -hmm. that's that's just natural Mm -hmm. and so it's it's okay to do that i think society tells us it's not okay that we always have to be go 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 but actually it's a really good time for us to reset yeah is the winter um it's a good chance to hit the recharge button and it's a good chance to we always said let your roots grow down deep 
You know, you think about the trees, they lose all their leaves. They're not putting growth into their branches. They're putting growth into their roots. And you can't see those changes per se, but plants, trees go dormant. I mean, they sleep for the whole winter. They put all that energy into their roots. And then come spring, they've refueled, recharged. They've gotten their roots spread out. They can reach more nutrients and then they can take off and grow in the spring. So they're stronger for it. They, exactly. Yeah. Humans benefit from doing that too, from allowing themselves to go a little bit dormant, to reset, recharge. Yes. I just um, heard this motivational thing on what, TikTok or something yesterday, and there was, and it said, you need to learn to conquer winters because there will always be a winter, whether it be a season or like you're a winter of finances or a winter of emotional well-being. But it was like, you need to learn to conquer it and not in a way of, fighting it and pushing against it but in a way of like this radical acceptance like your sister said mm-hmm. of accepting the winter accepting the slowdown but making those roots stronger and that's kind of a way to get through it and how important it is as a human in your soul and in your physical all of it we need we need a winter sometimes yeah we yeah. need the winter there's yeah. lots of i mean we we homestead obviously there's lots of things we grow that cannot grow without going through a winter season. Yeah, it needs a hard freeze. They need the hard freeze. Yeah. So people are like that too. We all need to go through difficult things to come out of it stronger Yeah. in the end. Crazy enough. And it's funny, when we make resolutions on January 1st, we're pushing ourselves usually to start eating healthier, mm-hmm. start exercising more, start losing weight, et cetera, at a time of year when we would have never prioritized those changes mm. historically mm. or naturally. I mean, we weren't, our ancestors weren't like in the middle of winter concerned about losing weight. They were concerned <laughs> about gaining or maintaining their weight because they knew they weren't going to be eating mm-hmm. nearly as much during the winter. There would be days that they would go without food. Funny. And so it wasn't like you wanted to lose weight. You wanted to maintain your weight because you knew it was the only thing keeping you alive. What a funny and unnatural thing we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So in fact, maintaining weight would have been our ancestors' goal. And I'm not convinced that our circadian rhythms, which change with the changing daylight hours and seasons, don't encourage us to gain a little weight. Mm. Because naturally that would have been advantageous to start storing up fat in those colder months. Mm-hmm. And at the least, very least, it would have made it difficult to lose weight because that would have been an advantage to us. So I think that oh. when you start making resolutions to lose weight, when it's still the dead of winter, which at least here in the Midwest... January is like the beginning of the coldest parts of winter. Mm -hmm. So I think when we're in the middle of that and we're at our least motivated and our most depressed, we're just setting ourselves up for failure. Mm. Um, I loved my acupuncturist, uh, Alice. I just had an appointment with her the other day. If you haven't listened to our episode on acupuncture with Alice, go ahead and listen to that episode. It's awesome. But she just put it this way to me the other day. She said, you wouldn't throw open all of your windows and doors to start spring cleaning on January 1st. So why do people try to do that with their bodies? Oh. I thought was such a good point. It's true. Like. It's not time. Yeah. You don't feel like doing those things in the spring. And yet we do try to do that with our body. We want to do a bunch of cleanses. We want to like do a juice Mm. fast. It's not actually a natural time of year to do those things. Wait, wait, wait. This podcast feels like you're just giving me an out here like, I, <laughs> well, I think, we'll get there oh, we'll get there okay i'm like all right i'm happy being me you know <laughs> plus not to mention the fact that <clears throat> all of those holiday treats yes are still coming off the tail of that yeah they're still around right they're still yep. in your house they're still in your pantry they're still in your fridge yes and if you aren't in your house or you don't have treats in your house they're in your break room at work or mm-hmm. in the teacher's lounge because everybody yes. brings Every in the crap that they don't want yes yes to work yes. actually that's what christopher and i were just talking about we just had a holiday party at our house with some friends and uh, people brought things that he and I would never eat, you know? Yeah. But then it gets left at our house. And I was like, man, he, now now Christopher, he works entirely remotely. So he doesn't go into an office probably. I mean, he goes in maybe once every month or so, but yeah. rarely. Yeah. And I was like, I miss you being at work because I used to just be able to pile all of this stuff yeah. onto you and have you take it into work. Yes. Like all the food that we would never eat because I still just... 
I think it's embedded in my nature that I just throwing food away when it's still good feels so wasteful. Um, okay. I have okay. a hard time with that, even yep. if it's stuff I would never eat. Yeah. So I'm like, no, it's take it with you to work food. and give it to other people who don't care that they're eating garbage. But that's probably not good. It's probably better that it just ends up in the trash and nobody eats it yes, anyway. Yes, yes. I have trained that in my kids. So my kids now are coming home every day. There's a Christmas party and someone, you know, like the bus driver gave them food. Their teacher gave them food. Their Sunday school teacher gave them food. All the candy, right? Every Literally three days in a row, we're coming home with plates of food. And my son, I have like brainwashed him so good. He's like, mom, I'm throwing this away. I don't need candy. I don't need to get sick this week. Christmas is coming. Aww. I'm like a proud mama. I'll go throw it in the trash. <laughs> I love that. I know I'm messing up my kids. It's all yeah. right. Well, I think it's great. My yeah. kids are going to be equally weird. Yes. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, anyway, to the main point yeah. is that by January 1st, all that stuff is still around. Yeah. People are coming out of New Year's parties. They're coming out of Christmas parties. Maybe you haven't even had your Christmas party at work yet. So all of those temptations, there's going to be treats and cookies and snacks and all this stuff in the break room at work or still at your house. Mm-hmm. What a difficult time it's- to like resolve to go on a juice fast or cleanse or yep. you know what I mean? Like, yep. It's just you're you're setting yourself up for failure because all those things that would tempt you are still around. But just a month later, okay. in mid-February, all the right. season begins to shift. And even though it may not feel like it in the Midwest, yes. it's actually when we begin physically the transition out of winter and oh. our bodies and our circadian rhythms know it and generally begin to perk up. Oh, so even if you just waited till the middle of February to make oh. and begin your New Year's resolutions, then it could make a big difference in your success in carrying them out. Oh, and changing habits in this new lifetime of uh-huh, spring. Because you're starting to head into the spring. Smart. So if your success, if the like success of your resolution is dependent on you having success within the first few weeks, which normally it is, because mm. if you begin something and you're failing at it from the beginning, you just feel like a failure. Yeah. Yeah. How discouraging is that? You're not going to keep it up, right? Yeah. yeah. If you resolve to cut out dairy and gluten and sugar, and then you go to work January second, and somebody brings in pizza and donuts. And leftover cheesecake and apple pie Mm -hmm. from their holiday party. Mm -hmm. And you eat it. By January 2nd, you already are like, oh, I've already failed my resolutions, right? Yes. Yep. But if you wait till mid-February, granted, there's like Valentine's Day, but whatever. You know, for the most part, you're out of that like inundation of treats and sweets that everybody is bringing in. And it's a lot easier because you're not naturally trying to store fat still and hibernate Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to say no yes to the sweets and treats i love it so okay i have another um there on instagram i follow his name sebastian with s-a sebastian anyway he does like kind of growth tips whatever he was saying how you said if you fail within the first two weeks um he had this great advice that was like He's like, humans, we're a little messed up, right? Like we will say we're going to quit smoking and we won't smoke for 30 days. And then all of a sudden, the, like when a month is over, we'll, we'll break and we'll smoke. And then you're like, crap, now I can't do it. I give up and I quit. Yeah. And so then they go back to smoking. And he was saying like, but if you just tell yourself, I'm only going to smoke one day a month, then your brain, after you smoke that one time, you're like, oh, I just did it that one time. Now I'll start over mm. a month. And then you, so it's that kind of that mindset too, that if you fail, don't think, oh man, now I'm a failure. Now I quit. Think, no, I'm just going to allow myself this small trip up every so often. And then you move on. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was a neat piece of like behavior. I like that. Just of yeah. switching the mindset where if you don't do things perfectly, yeah. it's not failure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's a little blip. Especially with your health journey. That's just, it's just that. It's a health journey. You're going to begin with one foot in front of the other. So trying to do everything all at once, which we'll get into that too. Oh, good. Oh, good. Behavior, like the mindset. Okay, good. Yeah. But I think we all know if we start a new a new thing, like quitting smoking, Mm -hmm. going to the gym, beginning a new dietary regimen, whatever, The first few weeks are the most crucial. And so simply waiting until about mid-February to make those changes is going to set you up for success a lot better. Say like February 20th, right? 
you're just on the track, yes. it's going to be a lot easier for you than January 1st. Smart. For a lot of reasons. And then that motivates us to keep going because then we succeed. The first few weeks go well. Yep. And then we start to notice improvements in our health, even within a few weeks. For those of us who do something like cutting out gluten or cutting out um, sugar, a lot of times those changes are kind of immediate. And then you feel a lot better. And then that motivates you to keep going. It's yep. like, oh, I feel so good. I don't want to mess this thing up. Yep. Then it's easier to make more changes, bigger changes. But yep. you have to set yourself up for success in the first few weeks. And making your resolutions January 1st mm. isn't going to do it for you. I love this shift. I've never <clears throat> heard this. This is good. Good. Well, that's because I, I kind of just came up with it. So. <laughs> it. It really is brilliant to like flow with nature. Like don't fight nature, right? Yeah. Like flow with it. Yeah. Like, that's great. So the second thing that trips us up on our New Year's resolutions is that they're overly vague. Okay. So a resolution is typically worded like, I want to eat healthier, or I'm going to start going to the gym, or I'm going to start working out. Yeah. Which are really more aspirations than Mm. specific goals. Oh. So they're vocalized hopes and dreams about Mm. what you would like to do, but they're not actionable statements and they don't have measurable outcomes Mm, make a plan Uh uh-huh so Mm -hmm. you need something that has an actionable piece to it and has measurable outcomes so that you can know if you're doing it or not Mm. um so like how do you judge whether you were successful or not with eating healthier or working out more if you I, I thought I brought up Kevin Malone from the show The Office in yeah. our Eat More Vegetables uh, yes. podcast, but I thought of him again for this because yes. really the episode I'm referencing, they were making New Year's resolutions, right? So Kevin's, if you don't watch The Office, it's a great show. I love that show. Um, but his resolution was, I'm going to eat more vegetables, which is more specific for sure than like, I'm going to eat healthier. But then he says, like, it shouldn't be hard because last year I ate no vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> so I can eat one vegetable. Yes. So, yes. like, eat more vegetables for him could mean eating one vegetable mm-hmm. in 2023. And he could technically meet his New Year's <laughs> resolution. <laughs> yes. But it's not like he's any healthier for it. Yeah. But, yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> so you want something that is actionable and measurable because I guess if you want to make your goal to eat one vegetable in 2023, then that's fine. Nailed it, guys. Go (laughs) get a carrot. You'll nail it. (laughs) But like, of course, it's not actually really going to do anything for your body. So like, let's say you eat fast food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, all day. Sorry, my judging eyes. Go ahead. (laughs) You could say, I want to make more home-cooked meals in 2023. And then you could make one home-cooked meal Mm. and you would meet your goal. More. Right. So you need more specific goals than that. So what do you mean by, I want to eat healthier? Mm. Does it mean you want to cut down on sugar? Does it mean you want to eliminate gluten? Do you want to stop buying processed foods? Do you want to start growing your own food? Do you want to start buying locally grown food, pasture-raised meats? Do you want to stop eating fast food? Do you want to start making your own home-cooked meals? What does it mean to you? It could mean a hundred different things, right? What does eating healthier mean to you? What do you actually want to accomplish with it? Mm, But make it specific. Right. So maybe, maybe for you, if you're listening, you follow a standard American diet and simply eliminating processed foods and fast foods would make a huge difference in your health. So maybe eating healthier means I'm going to stop going to McDonald's, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's an honorable goal and an achievable one and a more specific one. I'm not going to go to McDonald's more than once in all of 2023, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or order the salad there. We will. Yeah. Or, or yes, if I go to McDonald's, I'm going to only order salad, whatever. Yeah. But make something really specific. The key to success is creating goals you can achieve. So you want them to be achievable, right? Mm -hmm. You don't want to go from the standard American diet and say, by only eat celery. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. By February 21st, I'm going to be eating only vegetables and meat, right? Mm -hmm. That's a really tough goal. I applaud that goal, Yes, but that's a really tough goal. So Make it something you can achieve, but that's enough of a stretch that it scares you just a little bit. Ooh, I like the scare part because 
then you know it matters to yourself. Yes. Because if you have no feeling about it, you don't care. Yeah. But if it scares you a little, oh, you know, you're touching close to the heart. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So what about something like I'm going to start working out? So, okay, great. What do you mean by I'm going to start working out? What does that look like to you? Are you going to start lifting weights? Are you going to do go to the gym? Are you going to hire a personal trainer? Are you going to do a couch to 5K? Join a CrossFit group? Mm-hmm. Go for a walk? Start kickboxing classes? Are you going to work out one day a week, three days a week, five mm-hmm. days a week, seven days a week? What does working out actually mean to you? So maybe for you, if you don't get any exercise at all and you live a pretty sedentary life, a better resolution than I'm going to start working out, which is just so vague, yep. could be I'm going to take three 30-minute walks, yeah. rain or shine, each week. Love it. I love it. That's a good goal. If yep. you don't move around, that's a great starting place. It's yep. gentle on your body. It's good for your emotional and mental health to take yes. a walk. It's good yep. to be out in nature. Yep. And you have to add, I'm going to take three. Yes. Right? So that's measurable. Yeah. Because by like... Sunday afternoon, if you realize I've only taken two walks this week, you're like, I got to take my third one right now. And I said, rain or shine. Yes. So I'm going to, I don't care that's raining. I'm going to pack an umbrella. I'm going to wear my rain boots. You don't have to, it's a 30 minute walk, right? You're not going to die. Yep. Right. (laughs) Right. You're not, as far as I know, you're not made of sugar. You're not going to melt if rain hits you, right? Yep. So now you have this goal that has these really measurable outcomes and it motivates you. Whereas if you just said, I'm going to start walking in 2023. Well, then Sunday afternoon comes and you're like, "Ah, I already walked twice this week. Yes, I kind of did. I'm good. Yeah, Yeah. I did. But if you have that specific measurable goal, then you're like, oh, for the past six weeks, I haven't missed a single one of those walks. I'm not going to start this week. Yeah. I'm going to get that third walk in right now. You're much more likely to find success with a goal like that that's more specific than you would with a goal that doesn't have measurable outcomes. So yep. when you make a goal, I mean, maybe your goal is you want to eat more vegetables like Kevin Malone, right? Yeah. So maybe your goal is I, last year I didn't eat any vegetables. Hopefully you did. I don't yep. know how you're pooping if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> maybe you ate like a cup a day of vegetables, right? And you're like, okay, I want to eat more. So maybe your goal for 2023 is I'm going to eat two cups of vegetables yeah. every day. Yep. And I'm and going to make sure it's a variety yep. of vegetables. I'm yep. going to try new vegetables. Make it something really specific. So then when you get a cup and a half in in the day, you're like, okay, I still need that last half cup of vegetables. And I said I would try new things and I said I would be creative. So what am I going to try? Yes. And I like the um, way of doing this as well is like, Eat the cup of vegetables, but make it fun and make it gorgeous vegetables and make it yummy. And then like the walk, let's say you're like making yourself move, but you feel like I got to make myself move. Well, maybe go with a friend, like make Mm -hmm. what you're doing the dessert, you know, like the beautiful thing. Like, oh, I want to go see a friend. Let's walk. Right. I want to eat food. Let's have gorgeous. I'll invite a friend over and I'll make them a vegetable dish I've never tried before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a great way. That's actually one of our things, too. Oh, it too. is on there. Oh, I always jump Kay ahead. Kay is always ahead. ahead of the game. I know. I'm always, like, eager to, like, do the whole round. Okay. No, I love it. You're already just there. Yep. Hey there, Renegades. Eleni here, briefly interrupting this episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. I wanted to highlight a company that Kay and I have recently discovered that we love, and that company is Bulletproof. Bulletproof sells high-quality nutritional supplements, And every product that Kay and I have tried from them personally, we have found to be excellent. It's important when you choose a supplement that it contain the bioactive forms in order for it to be effective and Bulletproof has just the right forms in just the right amounts. Right now, if you go to bulletproof.com and use the code RENEGADE15 at checkout, you can receive 15% off your order. That's RENEGADE. R-E-N-E-G-A-D-E-15. Use that code at checkout to get 15% off and we'll earn a small commission too. Thanks for your support. All right, back to this week's episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Okay, so moving on to the third reason why our health resolutions usually fail is because they lack planning. Okay. So simply envisioning a better future for yourself is not enough to actually achieve your dreams. It's a good starting point Good start yep. you should but it's not enough on its own despite what we've heard positive thinking alone doesn't bring results right studies have demonstrated yeah. this so 
They've shown in college graduates, graduates who simply imagined getting their dream job after college actually ended up getting fewer job offers than those who didn't practice that type of positive thinking. Oh. College students who imagined themselves in their ideal romantic relationship were actually less likely to get together with the person they had the crush on than people who didn't. Because they're stuck in their head and not in reality. Uh-huh. Interesting. Hip replacement patients who imagined themselves having a smooth and quick recovery after surgery actually had more difficulty moving their new joint. And Whoa. Overweight individuals who dreamed up having significant weight loss shed fewer pounds. Now, this I'm not. Is mindset shifting me? Okay, keep talking. Right. So I'm not yep. discouraging positive thinking because. Right, right. It is an important step, but it has to be combined with a plan that has actionable steps. So positive thinking on its own is kind of like not living in reality, right? Mm. But when you take that vision for your future, like I want to have my dream job, and you combine it with actionable steps, that's when you have the best outcomes. (gasps) If you just take steps without dreaming about your future, you don't have good results either, right? So you need both, but if you just dream and you don't have steps, it's not it's not effective. I have two things. Number one, this is hitting my soul deep because I am a dreamer to a T. If you talk to me, I have all these dreams. But then I'm like, why isn't it coming true? Number one, I have too many dreams. They all came true. It wouldn't work. But <laughs> you'd be the, miserable. I, I would be miserable if they actually but I'm trying to fish out the ones that I do want to come true. And then that leads me to this quote. She turned her cans into cans and her dreams into plans. I love that. So to complete the dream, it's got to have the plan. Oh, yes. That is gold. I'm going to remember this one because this is what I need to work on. Yeah. This is good. And there's actually a process to help you with this. So Gabrielle Oettingen is a like positive psychologist, and she's credited with coming up with something called the WHOOP process. WHOOP. 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 So W-O-O-P. This is the WHOOP process. Okay. So it's wish, wish is the W. Okay. Outcome, obstacle, plan. Plan. Wish, outcome, obstacle, plan. WHOOP. Okay. W-O-O-P. Oh. So this is one of the best tools that you can use to plan your resolutions. I am giving you guys insight into like gold right now. This is like life behavior hack. This yes. is good. So WHOOP, your resolution. So when we combine positive thinking which is the wish about our future with thinking about potential obstacles the challenge uh uh-huh to completing the reality part yes and specific planning about how we will overcome our obstacles then we find significantly increased success so how does whoop work Ooh, this is good yeah so you're gonna need to come up with your wish so what exactly is your wish to know that and achieve it You're going to need to know what outcome you really want, and you need to know what obstacles are going to present themselves and how you'll overcome them. So, Oh, this is good. We're going to run through a practice loop so you get the idea. Okay. Okay. So let's say I am an overweight, middle-aged woman. Okay? Okay. I have significant knee pain. Okay. And my doctor has told me that if I don't lose weight, I will likely have to get knee surgery. And I don't want knee surgery, right? I don't want knee surgery. So I'm going to whoop this scenario. So wish, let's say it's February. I'm being good and I'm making my resolutions in February instead of January 1st. My wish is to lose 50 pounds by December, which gives me 10 months to lose 50 pounds, which is five pounds a month. So that's my wish is to lose five pounds a month until December. Okay. Actionable, measurable. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Outcome. So then what is my dream outcome with that? By December, I am 50 pounds lighter. I have more energy. I feel better in my own skin. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, my knee pain has been significantly decreased simply by losing weight. I'm more in shape and I'm able to do my physical therapy exercises more effectively and I don't need the knee surgery anymore. (sighs) So that's my outcome. You're going to list. Gave me goosebumps. Yeah, you're going to yeah. list what is your dream outcome. So the wish is what Good. you want to achieve. It's kind of like your goal, but the outcome is like what comes out of that goal coming to fruition. Okay. That's good. 
Okay. Mm. So that's our wish and our outcome. Now we're going to move to the obstacle. So now this is some critical thinking. So what obstacles might I encounter along the way? Here is where I will think about and write down everything I think might happen to stop me from reaching my goal of losing five pounds a month. Yep. So maybe I know. Think of a million. Yeah, you got to get really real with yourself, right? Yep. And you have to list them all out because yep. you have to prepare. On paper. <clears throat> On paper. Mm-hmm. So maybe I have a weakness for sweets. Like I have a, a really bad sweet tooth. Ooh, yes. So an obstacle that I know I might encounter because past che- history. Cheesecake. <laughs> yeah, past history has told me this happens. Is that my coworkers keep bringing in treats from oh. home and leaving them in the break room. And they're my favorite. Uh-huh. And I might get tempted by these treats mm. and eat them and I'm going to fall off the health food wagon. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's obstacle number one. We're just listing the obstacles right now. That is legit. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Another obstacle might be I don't like cold weather. So when fall comes and the weather starts to get cold again, I'm not going to want to go outside for my daily walks. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's mm-hmm. obstacle number two. Also legitimate. Gosh, I hear you, girl. Or... I hate waking up early. Mm-hmm. So an obstacle might be snoozing my alarm clock until I have missed my window of opportunity to work out. Ah, uh, shoot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Darn it. I missed it. Now, probably there's more obstacles that you can think of. I'm not going to list them all because <laughs> the podcast would be too long. Yeah. But you need to list every obstacle you think you yeah. might encounter yeah. along the that way. It feels right for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so now we have done our wish, we've done our outcome, and we've done our obstacles. So we are at W-O-O. We're in it deep. We need our P. Okay. So our plan. What's my plan? How exactly am I going to overcome each of these obstacles I have listed out? So for each obstacle you listed out, one, two, and three, now you need to write down your plan for overcoming them. Okay. So obstacle one. My sweet tooth. What happens when mm. coworkers bring things in, right? I've eliminated yeah. as part of my commitment to my mm-hmm. health journey. Mm-hmm. I've eliminated all the unhealthy treats in my house, but I'm still at the mercy of coworkers bringing mm-hmm. stuff in. Bringing it's floating cake. around. It's delicious. They're not supporting me in my health goals. They There's, don't get it. And they think it's showing me love by bringing me sugar. They think it's love. Right. There's a so lot how, to this. How am I going to overcome this yes. particular obstacle? Mm-hmm. So how is perhaps my plan this is just an example okay. could be yours yeah give give me ideas because right now i'm like you're right i'm sunk yeah <laughs> right okay so maybe my plan to overcoming this first obstacle is i will keep healthy snacks at my desk or in the break room fridge yes and every time i am tempted by an unhealthy treat in the break room i will eat one of these healthy snacks instead that, a plan. that was a great idea. Yeah, right? That was good. Okay. Because okay. uh, you're not, then you're not like just sitting and depriving yourself. Yeah. Pick a healthy snack that you like and you're like, yep. okay, well, as a reward for not eating the unhealthy snack, I get to eat a healthy snack. That's I fun. I love it. Which idea is like my Lily's chocolate that has no sugar in it. Maybe, maybe popcorn if your body likes grains. What, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, like vegetables, like veggie sticks yeah. and hummus are a good ones. Sliced, oh, hummus. sliced strawberries, Ooh, a, a container fruit. of blueberries. Blueberries, like, yes. Oh my gosh. There's so many things. Maybe yep. you could do an apple slice with peanut butter. Yes. Something like that. Something that you like. Mm. So something that's so much better than a donut, right? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And, mm-hmm. and that's a good idea to keep the crunchies too. You know, yeah. like... <clears throat> Like popcorn, just if you can handle grains, if you can handle corn, yep. then a good like just popcorn, yeah. bag of popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Don't get the weird stuff with like the butter. Just get plain popcorn. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> or maybe my plan is maybe I don't want to keep healthy snacks because I want to cut down on snacking in general. Okay. Okay. So that's respectable. Yes. If you have that willpower, good. So maybe my plan is every time I'm tempted by an unhealthy treat in the break room, I will leave the break room and I will go outside for a 10 minute walk around the building. Fresh air. Ooh. I love it. Sunshine. I Killing love two it. birds with one stone. I'm I getting my daily walk it. in probably multiple times a day. Yep. You're getting fresh air. And actually there really is something to that. Like yeah. if you can overcome that craving by going for a walk and getting some fresh air, mm. a lot of times it can help. Drinking water yep. also helps. 
feel empowered. Yep. Uh huh. So yes. maybe that's it. Or maybe you do both those things and then it's a one win. Maybe you eat your yes. healthy snack and then you go for a 10 minute walk every time somebody brings treats <laughs> into the break room. I love it. Your solutions are a lot better than mine. Mine was every time you avoid the cheesecake in the break room, you go add to cart in your Amazon. You buy yourself something nice. And I was like, oh, wait, this is a whole new problem, Kay. Now you have a spending <laughs> Now problem. you're creating like, what is <laughs> yes. it, retail therapy? Yeah, retail therapy. Okay. <laughs> Healthy snacks and go for a walk. These are much better ideas. But we will talk about rewarding yourself and good ways to do that because that <laughs> okay. is important. You're on the right track. Oh, okay. Oh, good, good. You're Just on not. the track of rewarding yourself. Just maybe a, a less expensive Cheaper. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you have disposable income. Yeah. Okay, so then for obstacle two. Obstacle two was I don't like cold weather, so when fall comes, I won't mm. want to go walking outside anymore. Mm. So what's my plan? My plan is I will buy a treadmill or yeah. a recumbent bike they're actually not that expensive. At least a treadmill. And on Facebook Marketplace, you can get them for... Literally, oh my, gosh. my sister-in-law just got a free, gorgeous new treadmill from Marketplace. They used it twice. Oh Brand new for free. Yeah. And let me just tell you, if you're waiting till February 20th to make your resolutions, there's going to be a lot of free treadmills. A lot of January people are like, get that out of here. January people gave up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or you can buy one new. I think I bought mine. It's like sitting in the corner of this room. I bought mine on amazon for like 250 dollars like six years ago it's not fancy but it works (laughs) it's all i need so maybe that's your plan right or you're gonna buy a recumbent bike or something if you don't have you know if your joints can't handle the walking or the jogging um so that way when it inevitably gets cold or there's a rainy day or if it's snowy i can still go for a walk maybe that's my plan I like that. I really like that because in the winter, I feel like I have to force myself to go outside because I said so. But I like it that it's like, no, let yourself hibernate. Here's an indoor treadmill. You're good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Yep. Okay, so obstacle three was that I don't like waking up early, so Mm. I might hit the snooze button. I know myself well. (laughs) Until I miss my opportunity to work out. Aw, shucks. Okay, so that... Here's a few plans for that, right? Here's okay. here's one. It's okay. a perfect excuse to buy one of those ridiculous alarm clocks that like launches itself off the nightstand and forces you to chase it around the room. I've never heard of this. Oh, I those exist. It. Yep. <laughs> because yep. it's necessary. Yep. They yes. run away. They literally run away you from you. Go get it. So you have to get up out of bed. Okay. Yes. Maybe that's, that's your thing. Maybe that's that works great. for you. Or perhaps you need a nicer way to wake up than an alarm clock, like one of those lights that gets brighter and brighter as it nears your wake up time until like you have it set for a specific time and it reaches like full sunshine in your room, which is actually a really great way to handle seasonal depression too. Yes. It's one of those lights because we're supposed to wake up with the sunlight and most often we're waking up before the sunlight. So that's kind of a good way to mimic that and help your circadian rhythm. Win-win. Or maybe, and quite possibly the best option, I will form a workout group with a friend or two who doesn't mind waking up early. Oh, those early morning folks. Yep. Can't be somebody who, like you, wants to sleep in. You got to know your friends, like who likes waking up early, who's motivated. And they will call me on repeat until I answer and tell them I'm getting out of bed. (laughs) We all have somebody like that in our life. That is a good friend. Mm -hmm. I am not that friend. Nope. I am sleeping with you. I'm kind of... uh, in between yep so that's a good one too right like if you're not going to be motivated you know yourself oh my god i'm not going to get up maybe forming a kind of accountability group like hey we're all going to work out together three days a week that's a really great way to make sure you get out of bed because those people are going to know if you're not there yes so those are just some examples but those are ways that you make you list your obstacles and then you list your plan for overcoming them because then you don't have an excuse when you encounter that obstacle. You already know how you're going to overcome it. Yeah. And that like Smart. whoop process has been researched and proven to be much more effective than making just willy nilly goals yep. or having dreams yep. on their own. Yep. So this is how you're going to achieve. Make a plan love it <laughs> make a plan break whoop. it down to the steps whoop it up okay whoop, whoop, whoop. so the fourth reason why our new year's resolutions usually die is because they don't align with your values or greater life goals mm, know thyself uh-huh it's great to resolve that you want to lose weight or learn spanish but why do you want to do those yes. things 
What is your life goal? What are your values? Resolutions often don't connect with those deep-seated personal things, which makes them easy to neglect or forget about because we don't have a lot of motivation. Because we don't actually care about it. Yeah, we don't actually care about it. We don't, it's not actually congruent with what we want for our life. It's just what we think we want, right? Yeah. So let's go back to our weight loss, knee surgery avoidance example. Okay. So I'm this person, right? I've made my whoop plan. So now it's time to ask, why do I want to lose weight and avoid knee surgery? Actually, it's probably best to ask yourself this question first before you go through the whole process of making a plan, Mm -hmm. right? Just to make sure it's really a goal you want to achieve. So maybe ask yourself this question first, then do your group plan, but whatever, we'll cover it now. So why do I want to lose weight and avoid surgery? So maybe I'm a grandparent and I haven't been able to get down on the floor and play with my grandkids for a long time. Oh. Right? And I've heard that knee surgery can help, but I also know some people for whom the change wasn't long lasting because they were still overweight and they were still stressing their joints, right? So eventually they still were having trouble. They still had pain. I want to be there for my grandkids and I want a more permanent solution than knee surgery. Plus, let's say something like, because nowadays this is true for all of us to some sort of chronic disease. Let's say Alzheimer's runs in my family. Mm. And I know that besides being able to play with my grandchildren, I want to make fun memories with them. Mm. And I know that if I don't change my diet and lose weight now, I'm at risk for developing dementia and Alzheimer's. And I don't want that. I don't want to miss a single moment with my family, right? I don't want to be a burden on them. So not only would I be able to avoid surgery and get down on the floor and play with my grandkids now, but I'll be able to make memories with them and keep those memories later. So maybe your goal is, I just want my life to be filled with enjoyment until the day I die. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. So that's like, do you feel the difference between that and our original goal? So the original goal is, is admirable, right? Losing weight is admirable. It improves all health outcomes, it decreases your chance of all-cause mortality. Great. Why do you want to live? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Nobody wants to die, Big right? Question. But why do you want to live? Like, Actually what is your live. thing? Yes. yes. So, and then, again, avoiding surgery, that's a great goal. Maybe that's the end of it. But there's got to be something deeply rooted behind it. Yes. Right? I like this. So I like it. It just feels different. It's a real emotional, gritty why. And it's much, much more effective than just this disconnected, unemotional, I want to lose weight mm-hmm. or I want to look good or I want to feel good. Good. Mm-hmm. You should want all those things. But why do you want them? Why does it matter? So too often... <laughs> We have ideas about what we want our future selves to look like or thoughts about how we wish our circumstances were different, but we don't ever get around to the hard work of actually implementing those changes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we don't have to stay in that cycle for forever. There are ways to make these lasting positive changes in your life and become happier and healthier. So instead of just making the generic January 1st, New Year's resolutions, I'm challenging you to set goals in a way that's much more likely to help you succeed. Mm -hmm. And we're sharing this podcast like a month and a half early. So you Mm -hmm. have the next six weeks to make your plans, to loop it up, to come up with your resolutions, to come up with your why, and then to make your whoop plan, right? So here's how we can make these life changes permanent. So unlike resolutions, goals are kind of well thought out plans of actions and and resolutions can reflect our hopes and desires, but goals are ready to like work, right? Yeah. So a good goal sets you up for success and enables you to be in it for the long haul. That's the main difference. So here are some key takeaways from this episode that can help you make a goal that sticks. We'll just review everything we talked about. So make your... Make and start your resolutions in February, maybe mid to end end of February. Define your why. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Start small and achievable, but a little bit scary. (laughs) Yep, yep. And be specific. So there's that old Chinese proverb that says the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Yes. Right? So if you've been needing to make a positive or healthy change for a while, it's going to take a while to implement 
and see those changes and results. And that's okay. That's just part of the journey. It's a thousand miles and it's a single step. (laughs) When you take those first few steps, it's not really going to feel like you've been anywhere. Yes. But I was going to say that a huge part, be consistent and be patient Mm -hmm. in your becoming. Mm -hmm. Like definitely just like, Get on that highway, believe in that highway on this journey, keep going and just just relax about it. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy Enjoy the journey. Okay. Yeah. So instead of freaking out and trying to achieve your entire goal in one day, or simply becoming paralyzed by a change that be like seems really overwhelming, break it down into small actionable steps. And any step forward is progress. And remember, the more specific you are, the more likely you are to have measurable success so i want to lose weight versus i want to lose five pounds a month for a total of 50 pounds by december so i can avoid knee surgery and play with my grandkids Mm -hmm. big difference okay then whoop it up make your whoop plan and buddy up with a friend Yes, socializing. Yes, community even with the best of plans there will be times when you want to skip a workout have a cheat day or week or month and give up entirely. So having an accountability partner can provide that little extra bit of motivation you need to succeed, especially on the days when you don't feel like it. Yep. Plus, if your partner joins with you in achieving your goal, you're both better off. Yes. You, they say you become the five people you're around. So start becoming around people that are healthier and healthier minded yes. for whatever your goal is. Yes. Find the people who have the lives you want to em- emulate and spend time with those people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of the best ways to really make it easier to stick to your goals is a little healthy competition. Oh, yes. So one thought is maybe you and a friend pick out like a, a big ticket item that you both want. Oh. So pick pick the same thing that you both want. Maybe it's a trip to Hawaii. Oh, we're going big. Big ticket. Or big ticket. a little bit smaller. Maybe it's a new paddle board. Oh, I like that. I like it all. Uh-huh. Or yeah. maybe it's a spa day. Mm. You can go as big as you want. Yes. But make it big enough that it hurts if you lose. Oh. Right? Can't be like... Steaks here. Yeah, it can't be... Oh, I want I want you to buy me a dinner. Yeah. No, no. Like ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that oh. doesn't hurt. Right. What hurts is I not do- getting to go to Hawaii. Yes. What hurts is having to buy a paddle board for somebody else when you want it for yourself or mm-hmm. pay for a spa day and not getting to go on it, right? Mm-hmm. So whoever makes their goal Ooh. gets that item. Oh. Whoever doesn't has to buy it for the oh, other person. Oh, my Landa. So that is motivating. And no, it doesn't have to be a trip to Hawaii. I understand that's expensive. But I'm just thinking like Ooh, yeah. something that is going is to hurt. If big you, wow, that was a good one. And that you're motivated by. Yeah, yeah. So a paddleboard, that's like $250 or $300. Okay, that's a, like, that's let's just say yeah. you want that. Right. It, or it's whatever you want it to be, right? right. Something, but just big enough to make you actually uh, motivated so that you're not like, ah, whatever, I'll just buy him dinner. I don't care. Yeah, it's right. Like, I want to eat this cheesecake. I'll eat yeah. It it's like, no, I don't want to spend $5,000 to buy them a trip <laughs> to Hawaii, right? Yep. And by the way, if you both win, you go in on the stuff together or you buy it for yourselves or whatever. Yeah, but. yeah. Okay, so that's one way to make it really motivating. But just having an accountability partner in general is going yep. to increase your success because you're showing up for somebody else and they know whether you're there or not. So it's not just the honor system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, and then finally, celebrate your wins. This is what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. So allow yourself to celebrate every success no matter how small or big. So every time you say no to those treats in the break room and you take a walk or you eat your healthy snack instead, celebrate it. So tell yourself how awesome you are. Pat yourself on the back. Take a minute and really recognize. Like you grew that day. You did something hard. I did something. Yeah. And so you don't have to like do anything physical or like Kay said, buy something, right? (laughs) But maybe by the end of the month, maybe you set yourself little goals. So maybe you say by the end of the month, if I haven't taken, snuck and eat treats, from the break room, and I've taken my three 30-minute walks a week, by the end of the month, I'm going to buy myself that new sweater I want. Or I'm going to buy myself whatever. Yep, yep. That thing that I want, or whatever it is for you. Or I'm going to take, like, go out to dinner with my spouse, right? Yep. So find those little things that are rewards. Maybe set it up on a monthly basis. I think that's a good way to do it. 
I like that. Um, and then another thing to do, we've talked about this before, is to say, that's like me. So when you yes. make the right decision, you're encouraging yourself like, yes, yes that's like me. I don't uh-huh. eat unhealthy food. Yep. I eat healthy food. That's like me. I go for walks. That's like me. I meet my goals. That's like me. Yes. It's a really good way of like a positive affirmation to retrain your brain yep. to like, be like, I am identity, awesome. Like, yes. Like, no, I'm a healthy choosing person. Uh-huh. I'm a, exactly. That's awesome. So self-improvement is definitely not an all or nothing affair. You can celebrate and be proud of who you've become and what you've accomplished, even if you haven't accomplished everything you want to yet, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to be perfect before you celebrate it. Celebrate it as you make the journey, yes. which is especially easy if you have an accountability partner because you can celebrate your wins together and praise each other, which is even better. So. Okay, so just a few concluding thoughts. I just wanted to leave you guys with a few words of encouragement to help you set and achieve your goals. Um, First is that you can absolutely do more than you think that you can. Yes. I read an interesting quote, which is that human nature is to overestimate what we can accomplish in a single day and underestimate what we can accomplish over longer periods of time. Mm, So true. So So, again, remember, you can accomplish more than you think that you can over a long period of time. So it's kind of amazing how much small daily steps taken over like a week, a month, a year or decade can add up to significant changes in the long run. And second, I know that making positive life changes isn't easy because it requires a lot of effort and hard work. But by doing things like whoop, starting small and getting an accountability partner, you can succeed and in many cases go much further than you thought that you could. So there's definitely ways to achieve your goals. Mm -hmm. So as we are nearing the start of 2023, take some time and ask yourself, what are the positive changes that you would like to make in your life? Mm -hmm. And why do you want to make those changes? And then how are you going to make those changes and who can help you Mm -hmm. along the way? So then if you do those things, I'm really, I'm truly confident you can succeed. I think, you know, we're living proof of that. Mm-hmm. We've changed a lot in our lives mm-hmm. and become healthier people. If we can do it, you can do it. Nothing is special about us. So mm-hmm. anyway, Amen. I know you can do it. I'm here. I'm cheering you on. Go make some, go plan for the next six weeks and then come February 20th or so. Yeah. Make your health resolutions and then find that you can stick to them. I love it. This was all such good advice. And there's little nuggets that I'm going to remember in the back of my mind anytime I have trouble on my journey of becoming the healthier sense of, of sense of K. So sense of K. Yes. Thank you for this. This is always such good information, Elaine. Yeah, you bet. For the rest of our listeners, go, go be, be renegades. renegades. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Please keep in mind that this podcast is an educational service that provides general health information. The content on this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional medical care and diagnosis. You should always talk to your doctor before making a dietary or lifestyle change. Go be renegades! Go be renegades!